You're listening to the podcast version of Spark TV, a monthly drop of interviews where we have a wine with the world's most inspirational female founders. I'm your host, Danielle Lewis, the CEO and co-founder of Scrunch, a global influencer marketing community, as well as the founder of Spark Founders Program, a global membership for female founders who are ready to grow their business. Our vision for Spark TV is to share founder stories so you might garner inspiration and pick up strategies to shortcut your own success. Before we start, I do have a special request. Press pause and go and get yourself a glass of vino. We've both got one and we want to share it with you. Got it? Amazing. Remember, you can also watch these episodes on our YouTube channel, Spark Founders Program, or you can follow our Instagram account at Spark Founders Program for daily business tips. Now sit back, enjoy the vino, and let's bring a little spark to your business. Valeria, welcome to Spark TV. I'm so excited to have you. So excited to be here. So good to see you. It's been a while. I know. Well, most people won't know that we actually uh, went to high school together. (laughs) So we've known each other on and off for like, I don't even know how old we are, like decades. Well, we just had our 20 year reunion. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane, isn't it? The time has gone so quickly. And I didn't actually go, so I'm over in WA, so I didn't get to go to the reunion this year. But God, I can imagine that people's lives have just, yeah, gone through so much over the last 20 years. It's hard to even, I don't know, it it doesn't feel like it's been 20 years, so. It doesn't. I still feel like a baby. This grey hair and these wrinkles, I don't know what they're doing, but it's not me. (laughs) Yeah, I still feel like I could go clubbing. I do not. I do not have the energy. I have a giant cup of coffee here to try and stay sane. Oh, my God. So let's talk about you. So we're not here to talk about us. Let's talk about you Um, because obviously we have known each other for so long. So I've seen your career and your business journey, like just go from strength to strength. So I want to share that with the Spark community. So let's tell everyone what you do now and then we'll get a bit of a backstory. Yes. So now I'm a full-time photographer. I do a lot of commercial portraiture, um, some family sort of stuff and a lot of food photography and wasn't always a photographer. I started my career as a journalist, fresh out of high school, went into uni, did journalism, um, worked at AAP, Brisbane News, Korea Mail, um, then down in Tassie, then decided when I moved to Melbourne to start my own online magazine. So then had that for a while. And I think, what was I, 2021? Um, you know, the content production, the magazine editing, the articles, managing, I think I had 23 writers at the time. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, writers and, you know, all sorts of people. Yeah. And it's funny actually to see where some of the people that I used to work with have ended up. One of them, um, Adam, he's a GQ, he's like head of GQ. Um, oh. Yeah. And then Ryan, he's, um, you always see him on Instagram. He's um, He's got he's with this other girl and they do a radio thing um, in Melbourne. Um, oh, not yeah. the funny guy. Yeah, the funny guy. Oh, <laughs> best <laughs> oh, you know, the cool. big things that you could say um around Christmas and also in the bedroom yeah I was like oh my god I love him <laughs> so yeah so I did that and then 
started getting my first taste of burnout and all the wonderful things that you experience as an entrepreneur and um, running your own business. Mm. Um, And from there on, my career, I guess, kind of evolved. So I had to fold the business at some point because it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot of work. Um, That was the editing, but then you also have to sell ads to pay all the staff that you've got. And um, it was just a bit much. So then I had uh, my health issues that resulted as a result of all the stress and I took a year off. Um, I ended up working at Lululemon um, and then I discovered goal setting. I discovered all this personal development work. I was like, this is amazing. I was into yoga and that started my health journey, um, Mm. which eventually created the wellness, which was my online blog um, that I had for many, many years. I was a did personal training and holistic health coaching, nutrition, all that sort of stuff under that umbrella and um, was a bit of an influencer, I guess you could say. You're one totally of, an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> I know wonderful. it's a bad word. Wonderful. You like content creator better these days. Yeah, yeah that's that was me. Um, yeah. Yeah, one of the original kind of health. You were um, one of the OGs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And um that was an interesting journey and developing that and learning all the skills that I had in that space. I got into the digital marketing space. I had a little side, um, I guess, digital marketing agency. We did um, managed other people's accounts and mm. all that stuff. So social media, social media marketing um, did that. I had a couple of people that worked across both businesses, which was fun. And Come COVID, I then completely reinvented myself again because it just didn't feel like the right space for me to be in at the time. I was, mm. wasn't very feeling feeling fulfilled or satisfied. And I worked with a business coach. Um, actually, was ready to go. You actually know the person that I'm talking about, <laughs> about Sigrid. We were going to go drive trucks in the mines. I was so over everything. I was like, no, I don't want to drive some trucks in the mines. <laughs> I, it's a great life choice. If I could start a YouTube channel, it'd be funny. Totally. We need more mining influencers. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm like, I could rock some high views. Oh, so um, good. And then my mom's like, um, well, why don't you go see a bit of a business coach? Sounds like you're having a bit of a, a bit of a life crisis. I don't know what part of life you're at, but go see this business coach. And if you still want to drive trucks after that, I'll fully support you. So I saw this business coach and we kind of delved into what makes me happy and um, what lights me up. And photography was always one of those things, which I actually picked up by having a blog. Mm. And um, she's like, you're going to be an artist. You're going you're to be a photographer. Wow. So we set a goal to do an ex- exhibition and I did it and it just carried on from there. Oh, my God, that is incredible. And I love as well that, you know, you just said the word, I reinvented myself again. And I'm like, I feel like as female founders or women entrepreneurs or whatever we want to call ourselves, we get so stuck in, well, this is kind of what I told everybody that I'm doing, so I just have to make it work. But you don't have to. You can actually take a step back and reevaluate things. And life does change and your priorities change. Absolutely, absolutely. And in between all of the career choices, I've become a different person and became a mother. Mm. I was a wife that went through divorce and all Mm. of those things shape you, shape your life, shape your lifestyle. And I feel like 
you know, a lot of these things, these mega milestones in my life also Mm. impacted my career because I had to make my career work around my life. I couldn't have a nine to five job because my now ex-husband traveled quite a fair bit. So Mm. the demand on looking after my son the way I wanted to um, just meant that, you know, there was no point in me working a full-time job. And I didn't, um, I just never, it never felt like the right thing for me you know I did I did it while I was a journalist but I always felt stuck I always felt mm-hmm. claustrophobic um you know we, we talk about ADHD and entrepreneurialism now <laughs> and I'm like I'm pretty sure I had a bit of that <laughs> I think the best of us do right there's <laughs> nothing wrong with all of us business owners <laughs> oh so good and so what was it like I mean I guess you know it's quite easy on the surface to say saw a business coach asked myself some questions reinvented my whole life but surely it wasn't that easy surely the process of actually reflecting and thinking and understanding what it was that light you up because sometimes I don't think we all know you know I think you could ask me Danielle what lights you up and I'd be like Ah, not not quite sure um but so I think the process of actually delving into that would be emotionally difficult and then the process of like starting a new business and and figuring out what that looks like would be difficult as well what was the whole process like of the change I guess because I've I don't know I've always kind of reinvented myself but for me the reinvention and rebirth process is a big part of who I am for some reason. I, I love that. I, love I, moved, it. I moved to Australia from Russia in mm. 94. So that was a complete identity change. Then um, obviously being a teenager, you start sort of finding yourself and then I changed high schools and then that was a reinvention thing. So the the process of letting go of an identity and becoming something else or someone else wasn't that scary for me because I'd done it in different ways previously. Mm. So if something wasn't working, I knew that at any point I'd be like, you know what, I've survived that. I'm going to be okay. (laughs) Totally. But career-wise, especially moving from being, I guess, someone with a bit of a following, Mm. it took me a really long time to let that go. And I'd been sitting on it for a while, especially after I'd sold the business, but I kept the followers I really struggled with letting go of that need to show up and to teach and to educate people. And it was exhausting. It was really exhausting. And there was a point where I just went like, what am I, I'm not even, what am I even teaching people? Like I have zero interest in teaching and I don't want to share the nitty gritty in and outs of my personal life. So I'm like, I'm just going to let it go. And I did. And it was amazing. (laughs) Well, well, and that's like, I I was like saying, as I was thinking about talking to you today, um, I remember seeing your post where you were like, hey, I'm not going to be on this account anymore. Come follow me at, um, it's Valeria Visuals now. Ramirez Visuals, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my God, you know, this is something that you spent years building, right? years building and I guess from the outside there's lots of people who go oh my they struggle to get followers you know and they're in the trenches every day and I was like I can imagine yeah actually doing the actually ripping the band-aid off and saying I'm letting this go but doing it like I think you know if I said I'm letting this go for something I was working on you know no one would notice but you know you've got thousands of followers that you're announcing it to so how did that feel (laughs) It was scary, to be honest, but then I'm like, I don't really own these people, so 
you have to detach and it it, it mm. was difficult because I'd shared so much of my personal life for such a yep. long time and people yes. had watched my son be born grow up everything yes. he ate all the recipes that I developed as a result <laughs> of having him you know like my life was on a public platform for such a long time and mm. living like that where you're constantly like this yes <laughs> was a lifestyle you know um to then switch gears and not need to record everything you eat or everywhere you go and actually mm. be there and enjoy that was really refreshing what's that I, like what's that it like was, <laughs> it was refreshing, but then I'm like I stopped taking photos and stuff because when you have an Instagram account you take it at least for the gram but then yeah. I'm like oh, I really should have taken a photo of yeah. <laughs> like where are those memories <laughs> no I don't in my head anymore I have to remember it what <laughs> <laughs> oh my god using my brain does not compute <laughs> uh we were death just going and going and going oh my god totally that's what the coffee is for <laughs> no I love that too because I think that you know um we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves to show up for our audiences but I love that you just said you know you don't own those people like you and you know to be fair if someone has you know, 10,000 followers or 20,000 or 100,000, whatever. It's not like they're all their customers that they're suddenly going, I'm no longer supporting you or servicing you. So you do have to detach a little bit from the fact that people are potentially following hundreds, if not thousands of people online and that, yes, you were very important to them, but, you know, you don't then have to behold in your whole life to showing up for those people. No, no. And I think a lot of people do get stuck in that they feel like they owe it to someone. But to be honest, yeah. like, you know, if you kind of switched off for a little while, at some point people do move on. They do. I did get messages for a while saying, oh, I miss all your positivity and all of your little inspiring messages and stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm inspiring myself now. You go be that for yourself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. You're actually empowering everyone to do it for themselves. I'm empowering you. Be free. <laughs> go live your life. I love that. <laughs> on that point of go live your life I do remember especially when I was in the health and wellness space a lot mm. of women would reach out to me and say oh you know because I make all these healthy things but that was my that was my life that was my lifestyle that was something yeah. that was really important to me but then I'd have all these mums and be like oh you know I'll look at your life and they end up feeling bad about themselves because they don't cook like mm. that or their kids won't eat like that or mm. they're not going on holidays like that. And I'm like, I'm enabling this comparisonitis and mm. people feeling less about themselves looking at my life. And, you know, it just made me feel bad. <laughs> it's like, Isn't that funny? Like you're showing up trying to tell people how to live a healthy life and you're feeling bad about it. I'm feeling bad about it. I'm like, I don't want you to feel bad. I want you to feel good. I want you to yeah. use it. You know, like for the days when you've got your shit together um, mm. and you can make a couple of bliss balls, you know, for, for the yeah. future, put some in the freezer. It's You don't have to do this every day. I do this because I have to make content, but it yes. doesn't mean it doesn't yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's such an interesting, like, lens to look at social media, right? Like, all of these personalities or brands, that is their job to show up every day. We have to kind of remember that we're just humans. We're mere humans on the other side. If we're looking at all of these people's lives, we don't have to take all of it and feel like a failure if we don't, you know, live that life. Exactly, exactly. This is their job. This is like it, it's a, it, it's their channel, it's their platform. They're showing up every day and they have mm. to 
like the news that have to produce something every day. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. It's a hamster wheel, (laughs) the hamster wheel. So how did, what was it like for you going from, so, you know, journalism, nine to five career, then you took the leap into running your own business. You know, what was the learning curve like going from working from somebody for somebody else to working for yourself? You learn a lot. You learn a lot when you have to work for yourself because being a young, naive journalist that came in, wrote their, you know, how many words I had to write, punch mm. the ticket essentially, go to all the glamorous parties and whatnot, it was completely different to then running your own business because mm. you very quickly learn it's not just about doing exactly that. Um, there's you know, the accounting side of things, there's the business structure side of things, there's the legal side of things, there's mm. all of this stuff that you're marketing, you sales, marketing, like, sales, oh you know, yeah. how are you actually generating income? Because yeah. you pay you for your words when you're writing. <laughs> damn it, damn it. Um, so at the age of 20, you know, this was my PhD in business. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Very, very quickly. Um And I was, you know, I was very naive jumping into it, but being an Aries, I guess, that's what we do. We're just like, yep. Yeah, let's go for it. I'm going to start around. Figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Figure it out. Um, And I guess that attitude has served me in many ways, but at the same time, I jump in head first and Mm. without any any safety net. I'm like, Well, it kind of forces you to like do it quickly, right? I think sometimes when we have a safety net, we kind of like, put off the learning and kind of go, well, I'm not going to die today. So whatever. But when you're in the, oh my God, how am I going to pay my bills today? Then you kind of learn very quickly that you are in control of that whole universe. And you upskill yourself tremendously. Mm. So every business venture I've had has, you know, given me a whole plethora of skills that I just would not have had had before. And I had to learn it on you know, on the job. And I think for me, that's my best learning style is yeah. figuring it all out myself, seeing what yeah. works, seeing what doesn't, you know, everything looks scary. I remember I always wanted to do photography, but mm-hmm. there were buttons and dials on the camera. Yeah, it does look scary. I've had one before and I think it's like somewhere. I was having nightmares about it. I'm like, wow. how am I ever going to know how to? And I remember somebody would be like, oh, just take a picture. I've done all the settings. And I'm like, oh. Oh my god! Um, and I used to model when I was younger as well. So I've been on the other side of the lens, mm. but to this side, it was scary. And then what forced me to go into it was um, because I was producing so many food recipes. I was mm. constantly hiring photographers. It was getting expensive. I'm like, yeah. the amount of money I'm spending on photography, I might as well buy a camera and figure it out. So that's yeah. what that's how I started in food photography, and it went on from there. That is so good. I love your food photography. It is so gorgeous. So, and that's a question that I wanted to ask as you were talking about learning. Have you found over the years, like any resources that have been amazing for you? Has it all just been, you know, Mr. Google, I've got a problem, I'm going to figure it out. Or have there been courses or coaches? I know you mentioned a business coach. Like what was that process for you of actually upskilling yourself like? Everything has been, you know, every skill has been different. I remember when I was doing social media, um, I can't remember this, something institute, and I did a proper mm. course through there. Um, was it Social Media Institute? I can't remember. It's one of those. 
But you know what? Domestica has been amazing. Oh, I cool. Love Domestica, and they're always yep. on sale. So you can get like a really great um, course from some of the world's greatest um, people in, you know, that are the specialist in that industry. Yeah. Um, especially for photography and creative stuff. Um, mm. Domestica has been amazing. I pick up lots from there. But now we've got so much amazing free content on YouTube, you know, on Instagram. People are constantly sharing stuff. So if there's ever, especially in the field of photography, photography, if there's ever anything that I needed to learn in terms of lighting or to mm. technique or whatever, there's plenty of information on YouTube, on, you know, on Google to mm. give you the right answers. But for me, it's always that trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, see what works. And with stuff like creativity, it's very, you know, it's very responsive. You you can take a picture and know how to adjust it quite quickly and you can learn about gear quite quickly, whereas yeah. um, seeing what kind of ads people respond to on social media. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's definitely a do a course topic yes. <laughs> or hire somebody psychology all sorts of stuff that's an outsource job. yeah absolutely well and that's interesting too like so you mentioned having what was it 15 20 23 did you say writers 23 oh. little minions that worked oh. yeah. uh it sounds like my worst nightmare uh what was that like so you know and obviously you've had the transition right from being maybe a solopreneur to then having a huge team to then maybe coming back like what was it like managing people and any advice on a lot of people who listen to this podcast are super early stage and kind of in that I'm just ready to hire my first person or outsource to my first person and feeling very anxious about it okay don't hire people that you are identical with <laughs> you need people <laughs> that are not like you that mm-hmm. complement you and fill in the blanks yes. so if you're a creative person and you're all ideas you don't mm-hmm. want to hire another ideas person you need yeah. someone to do the doing stuff so the mm-hmm. the numbers or the accounting stuff or going out there and getting the leads or whatever so make mm-hmm. sure you at the full spectrum of who you are, what your strengths are, what you love doing, what you don't love doing, and find people to fill in the stuff that drains your energy. And you might not be besties with them, but they're going to get the job. <laughs> I know. And it's hard. I So that was something that I really struggled with when I was hiring staff. Like I wanted to get along with them, mm-hmm. but I kind of think that that was a little bit naive. <laughs> Um, I think you're so right. You like pick people that actually compliment you, not someone that you're going to be best friends with. Um, because at the end of the day, you kind of do have to remove the emotion out of it a little bit in business. And, you know, at the end of the day, yes, you want to have great relationships with your team, but getting the job done is probably the biggest thing. And don't be cheap. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't haggle with people. Yeah, but you will get what you pay for. If you yeah. um, try to get an all-rounder for your business, mm, they're yeah. not going to get anything done. And it's just yeah. to chew up all of that time, educating them only to be let down because they're just, you know, the return on investment is just not going to be there for you. And, you're, you know, you're going to get more frustrated. You're going to get frustrated with them. And ultimately that business relationship is yeah. pretty much guaranteed to fail. So also do all those tests. There's those personality tests 
yes. um, that you can do before you hire people. Find out who you are. Get a really mm. clear understanding of who you are, how you lead. Mm. Whether you are a leader, that's really important to know as well because if you're mm. not, someone that will lead. <laughs> yes. Um, and then hire accordingly to make sure that you've got all of those little gaps um, filled as my mom or you know other people would always say as well at the end of the day someone has to drive the bus yes <laughs> and ev- there's a person for every role you know yeah. not everyone's going to be the amazing boss entrepreneur someone has to take that role someone has to do the filing someone has to do the printing someone has to do the stapling whatever <laughs> yeah all those jobs need to be filled and the right people need to be put into those positions and if their personality doesn't work or you've got too many leaders or too many followers in one little department of your company that's mm. not going to work as well so it's really important a to know yourself mm. and do a lot of personal inner work on yourself um, read all the books you know oh, there's plenty of resources on how to lead on modern business on mm. all the skills that you need as a leader within a company um, make sure you do that personal work on yourself because that will reflect on um, the team and the culture and the company that you grow ultimately. I love that so much because I think as well, uh, business owners do have a tendency to want to hold on to everything and be the person and the, you know, I could just do it so much easier and quicker myself and we, we don't outsource, but you're right. Not everybody is actually good at everything. So knowing yourself and what you are really good at, great. And I think also there's a difference between what you like doing and what you're really good at. And sometimes they're different, <laughs> but then knowing what your weaknesses are and not feeling bad about that getting help in those areas you don't have to I feel like sometimes people make a mistake going okay well I'm really crap at that so that's what I'll work on I'm like no hone your strengths and what you love and outsource the crap that you're weak at and it's that stuff you know doing the stuff that actually energizes you you know you're gonna energize that area of your business you're gonna Mm. be really good at talking to people if you're really good at schmoozing if you're really good at networking yes go out and do that if you're really good at the nitty-gritty side of things you know do that if that lights you up do that and get other people to you know run the ship a ship is not run by one single person there's Mm. lots of jobs that need to be done on a day-to-day basis and I think where we are now with business we have a lot more opportunity to hire externally and you don't have to have um, yes. people on full-time payroll. You can outsource through Upwork. You can, mm. you know, find people to do lots of little things without having that permanent commitment, which can be really, really scary for a lot of people. Um, we're very, very lucky, especially mm. post the COVID era in being able to run business very remotely. So yes. use this golden era of um, running the business, you know, literally I can run most of my stuff through my phone. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) And I I love that point, right? Like I think people do get scared that they've got to bring on a full-time person and then kind of feed them. Right. Cause so, and you're right. It's like, you know, you might have all of these little things that need to be done. Getting in one full-time all-rounder now means you're committed to a huge salary potentially. And then they're not great at any of the jobs that you actually need them to do. I love that you said that, that we have the opportunity to outsource, you know, there's all of these different platforms that we can leverage 
everything can be completely remote. So you can get the right person anywhere in the world to do the one little task. And, and you can shop still- around. You can shop around. Um, you know, you've got the global recruitment uh, market. Yes. You can find amazing talent at a budget that works for you. I've got um, a couple of editors that I use because I can't sit and edit copious amounts of work when I've got a little boy that I need to look after who's being absolutely amazing at the back. I know I'm so impressed. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Kelpie and a little boy out there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've had not a peek. Amazing. <laughs> um, but I just I can't and I can't. I'm yeah. not one of those people that is gonna edit until two o'clock in the morning because if I do, then I know that I'm gonna be rubbish at night, um, the next day. So yeah. I'll do my shoots during the day. I come home, I'll upload everything. I'll select the images that I want. I'll send them off to Bosnia or wherever my editors happen to be. Perfect. And while I sleep, my work gets edited. I wake up, send it off to my client. My client oh. thinks I haven't slept all night. Happy days. You're a genius. Basically, you've just let, let everyone in on the secret that you're a genius. <laughs> I do I do I do edit a lot of my creative stuff but if it's just a lot of the content stuff that's quite easy to do um rather yeah. than do it all, all night I'll sleep and let people do it in their own time I love it so much because I think that people think there's a way that they need to do things and it's that's not true like find what works for you fine and I love that you said I'll do this bit because that's the bit that I need to you know take control of but for this stuff that's kind of more everyday business as usual somebody else can manage that and there's technology for that. So through yeah. Lightroom, I can essentially, there'll be, you know, 100 photos. And out of those 100 photos, there'll be a few different light, lighting settings. I'll edit maybe four or five photos within that entire set yep. just to show them what I want. And then their job is to replicate it. So that's so good. And then there's like a little link up, you send it off and it gets done. It's amazing. And and I guess the thing is too, like you would QA, right? Like it would come back, you'd go, yep, that looks good. Then send it on. It's not like, you know, you're giving them the communication with the client. So you never actually have to worry that anything's going to get shipped to a client that's not of your standard. None of that. So it comes back to me, I'll QA, tweak whatever needs to uh, be tweaked and then move on. <laughs> That's so good. I love that so much. Okay. So- really, sorry, one more thing. It's really mm. important to, if you have a business, um, yeah. it's to make it work for you. That's yeah. the biggest takeaway. Stop looking at what other people are doing. And I think, you know, especially in the creative space, it's easy to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to kind of copy what this person's doing. That person might not have a kid. That person might not have a healthy condition. Yes. You know, might not have a health condition. I had mm. um, adrenal burnout for a really, really long time. Wow. It took a really long time to get on top of my energy levels and just knowing that I can't push like yeah. I, I can't and that, you know, I can't train like I used to. And I used to completely trash my body because mm. I had this idea in my head that I had to wake up at four in the morning, I had to do my journaling, I had to meditate, I had to exercise, I had to drink my, I'm like, by the time, you know, my son woke up, I've already put in a full-time day's work. Oh my God, it's, I'm exhausted just listening to that. <laughs> what am I doing? And it's just yeah. literally because I had this idea in my head of these yes. like healthy habits that I had to have. I'm like, no, I actually need sleep. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh my God. And you're so right. Like goes back to, we see everybody's like highlight reel on social media and think, oh my God, they're so successful. Obviously I'm not doing it right because I'm not getting up at 4am. I'm not journaling. I'm not doing this. So clearly I must be a failure. 
Yeah, and it's that hustle culture that we were pushed for a long time. Yeah. You know, by the, I know there's, you know, Tony Robbins and whatnot are doing amazing things, but yeah. you have to come back to you. And as women, you know, men have a 24-hour hormone cycle. It's testosterone mm. first thing in the morning. You know, they, it, they, that kind of way of waking up and going for it works for them. We yeah. have our 24-hour cycle, then we've got four different cycles within the month, you know, mm, yeah. and within that is going to determine how our energy is. And you That's just, you can't drive yourself like that 24-7 and then feel like a failure when yeah. the body's just not geared for it. There are times in the month when you need to pull back and rest. So when I'm fertile, that's when I'll do most of my like face work and content work and it's yeah. outward work. But the rest of the time, it's just like, chill back, go behind the scene. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, you're so right. And also like being flexible with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I noted, I noticed that. So I've just done a big, okay, I've got to get all of these things done before the end of the year. So that when I leave on the 23rd, I have no work on my plate and I can totally switch off. Um, and yesterday I was supposed to like record a whole bunch of course videos and it was you know day one of the cycle and I was just like well I'm either gonna cry or (laughs) and I was like you know what you can do it another day this week like you don't have if you don't do it today a no one else is gonna know the world is not gonna end so why don't you do like lap you've got plenty of other things on the list why not do some stuff that's a little bit just easier on you and your energy and show up on Friday when, you know, you've got another clear day and you'll have be more energized. Yeah, just having that self-compassion um, yeah. is really important. Like that level of compassion and self-awareness mm. is self-care. You know, self-care yes. isn't just the journaling and the meditating and the yoga and all that outward stuff. Yes. It's stuff as well and knowing that I don't have the energy to do all the things on my to-do list. So I'm going to pick one or two things. My yeah. Making the bed and yep. going to walk. <laughs> yep. I mean, today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. I feel very honored. <laughs> no, but it's really interesting as well. And I love that, you know, at the very start of the conversation, you talked about the business coach and actually asking yourself those questions, you know, what does light you up? What, because I feel like that's kind of the common theme of this conversation is, you know, there's all of this perception in the world about what we should look like, should be doing, how our businesses should operate, all of the things, the shoulds. But really, it comes back to asking ourselves some really important questions about how we work, what's aligned to us, what does light us up, um, what our energy is like, and how we want business to work for us. No, and it's really important to do the inner work. I can't Mm. stress that enough. Ever since I started my own personal development journey, you know, and all the things that I've done mm. over the last, oh God, many, many years, decades even, you know, having a really good understanding of who you are, how you work, it's empowering because yeah. you're then able to set boundaries and honour your own boundaries instead of being a total people pleaser and constantly giving, 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 because ultimately when you do, and you don't honor what's right for you, you will burn out. And I faced that wall over and over and over again in whatever business venture I took. Mm. And I used to blame it on the business. It wasn't the business. It was because I had no boundaries. And the lack of boundaries came from lack of self-awareness and knowing that just because my mom worked and she's an amazing entrepreneur and businesswoman, Mm. she can work, you know, 
80 hours a week doesn't <laughs> I have to. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's because she did the kids and the work and the study and whatnot. Mm. Doesn't I have to. And there were so many times yeah. in my life that I had to be like, this is not my story. This is not my life. Why am I mm. repeating patterns that are literally gearing me up for failure? Yes. And I love that you just said as well, inner work and work that you have done over years and decades. This isn't like a, I'm going to read a book and be cured. This is literally that process of understanding who you are, researching, learning, changing, trying something new. This work never ends. And then your life changes again and you've got to change it all over again. Absolutely. Absolutely. So be flexible, be fluid. And women, we are like water. You know, you have to know that we are so fluid. We will flow with the seasons. We will flow with our cycles. We will flow with whatever. And we pick up on energy and we are just these beautiful, beautiful beings. And there's so much about being a woman that we don't know. And we don't know the strength in being a woman because we have this beautiful heart and this ability, this intuition um, that can really, really drive us in business. And, you know, a lot of the times we been forced to become really masculine and there's a place in being masculine within business but there's a power in femininity and there's a power in leading like a woman and I feel like if we as women especially learn to understand ourselves and our own superpowers there's so much that we can bring to the business world. I love that. And look, that was my last question to you. So my last question was literally, um, so for anyone who is just starting out in their business and perhaps feeling like they don't know what they got themselves in for, whether you'd have any last piece of advice, would that be it? Or would be, there be something that you would throw into the mix? Uh, get help. <laughs> <laughs> Get some help. Get some coaching. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. invest in yeah. coaching. I know that it can be expensive and it can be scary, but the ROI in Mm. getting things right the first time around is, you know. It's cheaper than making all the mistakes. You'll make all these mistakes and end up with a massive tax debt because you didn't get Mm. the right financial advice or you didn't have the right financial structure to set you up in the beginning. There's there's government options, like you can get... grants you can get um mentors you can find mentors that will help you within your industry ask questions you know when I got my business coach she was really good in the spiritual side of things you know which gave me a completely different understanding of business that I never thought about before so she she looked at the spiritual side of things she but she also looked at my excel sheets and projecting and looking at numbers and all this sort of stuff which are things that I didn't think about that much Mm. when I started my business I was more focused on the creating side of things which is what I'm good at but there's so much to business that you just don't know so my biggest piece of advice would be get help get some mentoring ask a million questions um, and get the right advice from the very very beginning so you can set yourself up for success Incredible. Valeria, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and insights with the Spark community. I'm so grateful to reconnect with you and have you here. No, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much. 
That wraps this episode of Spark TV. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. That helps other amazing female founders like you find us and grow too. You can also follow along on Instagram at Spark Founders Program for daily business inspiration and DM us with a guest you'd like to hear from next. Or even join our community at sparkfoundersprogram.com. Thank you for being here. And if no one tells you today, you got this.